This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss cutting-edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences about how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about why you should invest in your identities, and we'll discuss listener answers to the question, how can we help to make it easier to go through chemotherapy? I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, outer order, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, my co-host, and sometimes, guinea pig. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretchen, you will soon be able to experiment on me in person because we have some live shows coming up. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. I get my hands on you live and in person. I think our uh, Minneapolis show is sold out, but there are still tickets for Detroit and Milwaukee. So everybody come see us. It's a great show. It's a perfect opportunity to go on a road trip if you don't actually live in Detroit or Milwaukee. Yes, absolutely. We can't wait to see lots of listeners there. As always, if you want information or you want to buy tickets, go to GretchenRubin.com slash events, scroll down, and you will find all the information there. And listen, we got a fun update from Kate. Yeah, she says, I thought I'd drop you a note and let you know what an exciting week I had. A former colleague called and asked if I wanted to do some work on contract. I thought of your recommending a side hustle in Chris Gilbo's side hustle school. Instead of immediately declining, I said yes. I made some great money and I enjoy the work I do, but I actually got tremendous personal benefit from my first side hustle. I discovered that I have 20 hours in a week that I didn't think were there. Mm. Instead of sleeping until the last minute, I got up early and worked. Instead of playing around on social media late in the evening, I worked on my side hustle. I was astounded to learn how much I can accomplish in a week if I prioritize. 
I let a lot of other household tasks go by the wayside or I delegated dog walking, et cetera, to my kids and the house is still standing. It was a very big job for my first side hustle and I really put in a lot of effort to make the deadline. All that being said, I'm inspired to try more and perhaps smaller projects on contract. But most importantly, I now know that I have plenty of time to accomplish the things I want to do as long as I prioritize. So this is fantastic. I listened to, to Chris Gillibo's podcast, Side Hustle School. Yes. And so, of course, I've heard lots of these stories, but it's always exciting to hear how someone has found the time and the energy and kind of the exhilaration that comes from having a successful side hustle. Yeah, there is something thrilling about it. it is. Um, about sort of earning money, not in your regular job, but on the side. I don't know why. It just, it's very thrilling. And it also feels like you're having sort of more life. You know, it's like yeah. you have this whole other thing. And so your time, you don't have any more time, obviously. And yet it feels like you're getting more out of your time. And so it feels like in a way you've got more life. Yes, that's so true. Yeah. Now, Gretchen, I also want to note that in the United States, Mother's Day is coming up on May 12th. So if you're looking for a gift for a mother in your life or you want something for yourself, <laughs> can we suggest giftofpodcast.com? Yes, this is where you can print out your little certificate. You know, I give you, mom, the gift of the podcast whatever, happier with Gretchen Rubin or whatever you would want to pick. <laughs> and then it's like a little sheet that you can decorate and give. And then it also has a page about how to subscribe, very easy instructions. And then I also have my one sentence journal for mothers or the book Happier at Home. Those people often mention to me gifts that they give quite often for Mother's Day. So again, in the show notes, I'll put links to all that. Or if your mom is not tidy, then you could give her the gift <laughs> of Outer Order Intercom. That's right. Or if she is tidy. In my experience, a lot of times people who like to read Outer Order Intercom are tidy people <laughs> oh, who are right. just like they want even more of an edge. <laughs> That's funny. So this week's Try This at Home tip, Elizabeth, is to invest in your identities. Gretchen, let's remind everybody what we mean by identities, because we've talked about how we all have multiple identities. Well, we do have multiple identities. And in fact, research suggests that when you have more identities, you're more likely to be happier. So like I have an identity as, you know, the job that I do, but then also maybe I'm a volunteer in the Parent Teacher Association, and maybe I'm the member of a book group, and maybe I'm a faithful member of a yoga class, and maybe I go to the same dog park every day and see all the same people. Like these are multiple identities. And what mm -hmm. happens is that if something happens that's negative in one of your identities, the more positive identities that you still have, the easier it is to maintain your equilibrium. So, okay, maybe I get fired from work and that's a real blow to that identity. But then I'm like, oh, but everybody really respects and likes me and my identity as vice president of the PTA. And that's, mm. gonna, that's gonna help me stay happier and calmer and, and just remember kind of who I am better. And so we all have multiple identities but they can be many or few, and they can be kind of fully formed or less fully realized. Right. So one thing to think about is if you have an identity that you like about yourself, like you think I'm an art lover, and that's one of my identities, 
Look and see, are you investing in that identity? How are you bringing that identity to fruition? Like, are you actually going and looking at art on the weekends or just in your mind, do you love art? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when we invest in our identities, that means like, are we dedicating time to that identity? Are we Mm -hmm. dedicating energy to that identity? Are we forging relationships around that identity? Are we spending money toward that identity? You know, these are all different ways that something shows up as being an actual element, a vital active element in our life. And so a really useful thing to think about is if there's an identity that's important to me, take a look and see how much am I investing in it? Well, like you did this with your love of children's literature. No, exactly. I think I talked about this in the Happiness Project book. So I knew that I loved children's literature, but I always kind of dismissed it. I didn't think about it that much. And then I decided, you know what? I don't have that many identities. I should really lean into this. And so I went out of my way much more to kind of keep up to date and to buy all the new books that were coming out. Like I remember the day that I went and bought Twilight. No one had heard Mm. of Twilight. And I was like, oh my gosh, this Mm -hmm. is the best cover I've ever seen in my life. I started my now three children's literature reading groups because I'm like, (laughs) I want to build relationships around this. I want to make time for it in my calendar. Then I went ahead and made my list of my 81 favorites because I'm like, okay, I want to like have fun with this and like amplify this. I dedicated special shelves in my apartment to my collection Mm. of children's literature. So it's like it was showing up in my calendar. It was showing up in my environment. It was showing up in the way I was spending money. It was showing up in the way I was making friends with people and setting aside time for it. And then it just became a much richer part of my identity because I'd invested so much more in it. I got a lot more out of it. Yeah, Gretchen, I don't feel like I have that many identities. Like, obviously, TV writer. Yeah mother, wife, I kind of put those together, podcaster, Yes. now a member of my school community, Jack's School, yeah. and then I feel like I'm trying to build my identity as a Mahjong because <laughs> yes. I've never had a hobby in my life. Yeah. This is my first theoretical hobby. Well, I mean, and that's a great example of like, how much do you want to build that up? Like you mentioned podcaster. And I remember with you and me, Elizabeth, we explicitly talked about this, very, not in these mm. in these words, but I remember very early, we were just starting the podcast. We had no idea where it was going to go up, whether it was going to go forward successfully. And we talked about, should we go to a conference? Should we go to a podcast mm, conference? Yeah. And we talked about, are we going to lean into this and really embrace this new identity and let it get big in our lives and like go to the conference and do that kind of thing? Or are we going to keep it as a small side project? And we said, heck yes, let's go to the conference. Like, let's make this a big part of our lives. And that meant spending money on it. It meant putting yeah. aside time for it. It meant energy. It meant relationships. Like, you know, you and I would walk the halls and try desperately to network. Yes. Um, you even made t-shirts for us with yes. our loves. We're like, we're here. We're in it. Like, yes. you know, at, even though at that time, I think our podcast had only been up for like, Definitely less than a year, maybe like six months at that point. I think oh, when, yeah. It was not long. Yeah. Um, and that was a definite dividing line. Like, I remember that was a conference in Dallas. And yeah. I felt much more like an official podcaster once we did that. Yes. Uh, maybe I need to find a Mahjong <laughs> <Yes>. conference. <laughs> You know there is one. It's probably in L.A. Oh, I'm (laughs) sure there's many. Like Comic-Con today, Mahjong tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Then that's the thing. You have to build it out. You have to invest in it if it's going to be take up a big place in your life. Yes. And you know what I want to do, Gretchen, is I want to be a hiker. So I need a hiker identity, which would involve going on different hikes, which I would love to do, but I haven't 
sort of gone there. So yeah. that could be on my horizon. Yeah. So what else could you do to go deeper into hiking? You could go on new hikes. I mean, are there websites that you could kind of check out? Are there yeah, people that there's, you, you know? Yeah. And there's groups. There's books that have all these different LA hikes. The other thing I could do, and I did this a little bit. We recently went to Palm Springs and I actually got up at 7 a.m. and went on a guided hike that the hotel had because one thing is to go on hikes in, you know, different areas to oh. make it a priority. Yes. But see, that's a perfect example because it's like now it's something on your calendar. And then like, then you might learn about wildflowers or trees, which yeah. I know you and I know nothing about. It's like, that is yeah. a, can I, I like a Christmas tree. That's the only kind of tree I can identify. Mm -hmm, me um, too. <laughs> but Alyssa, you know what you can maybe go deeper into is Real Housewives. Because that is something oh. you truly love. You could say like, okay, I'm going to go to every time Bitch Sesh has a show in LA, I'm going to go. Or you could have a party for the season finale. Or you could do something to build it up more in your life. If you wanted to. Maybe you don't want to, but it's a possibility. Well, I certainly like a lot of people who like Real Housewives. So yeah. it'd be nice to have reason to hang out with those people, like a party for the season finale. Yeah. So that's a good thing to think about. I can always spend more time thinking about the Real Housewives. Well, I mean, if, if it's fun. Identity is a fan of the Real Housewives. But also it's something that brings you together with other people. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like yes. it doesn't even. That's the key. It doesn't matter what's at the core of it as much as it is that it's something that draws people together. Also, it's like people that you wouldn't necessarily hang out. Like that's what I found with my children's literature reading groups. It's people that I really like, but I wouldn't otherwise see them because we wouldn't have a yes. reason to get together. But because we share this, we do get together and it makes my life richer in a way that wouldn't be possible if we didn't have this identity that we shared. Yeah, it's funny because if you look at almost every identity, unless it's really like a watercolorist or something that's really a solo activity, involves other people in deepening relationships. Yes. Yeah, and I think almost inevitably you want it to lead to that. Because you want yeah. to talk about whatever's interesting to you or share experiences that you think are valuable or like you want to be like, that was terrible, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Here's something that's interesting, though, is I think that sometimes when an identity is very important to us, we assume that we're living up to that identity and we don't notice that it's fallen mm. out. And so investing yeah. in your identity is a way to notice that maybe you have neglected an identity. I did a little happier, and I'll post a link to it in the show notes. I did a little happier about reading and how mm. reading, as important as that is to me, it had kind of fallen out of my life until a friend said, mm. I must read. And when I heard her say that, I was like, I must read too. And I realized, even though I thought that and said that, I actually wasn't reading. And I that was a big wake-up call to me. And mm. so if you say something's really important to you, but it doesn't show up in your calendar, doesn't show up in your pocketbook, yeah. doesn't show up in your relationships, it's... You know, it's kind of a know yourself better question. Yes. Yeah, I think this is like one of the major keys to happiness, isn't it? Like yep. investing time, energy, and money into like who you want to be, basically. Exactly. And who you are. And, you know, just to come back to the early point, which is, and the more identities and the fully formed identities mm. you have, the more likely you are to be happy because like, even if you broke your leg and couldn't go hiking, you have all these other right. identities. You know, whereas if we only have a yes. few, if something bad happens in one of them, it just hits us harder because we're not as mm -hmm. diversified. 
So let us know if you do try this at home and how you invest in your identities and what those identities are. It's so interesting. Um, let yeah. us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com or go to happiercast.com slash 218 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we've got a happiness hack related to our favorite happiness stumbling block, the evil donut bringer. But first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, listen, it's time for a happiness hack. And this hack comes from H who is writing about a hack um, that worked for her when she got a new position at work. And, um, you know, way, way back in the early days of the podcast, we talked about the evil donut bringer. And people yes. keep talking about the evil donut bringer. It is a controversial, yes. it's a hot topic. And H had something to say about dealing with the evil donut bringer. Yes, H says, I struggled at work with the problem you so aptly identified as the evil donut bringer. I love sweets. In fact, I myself often was the evil donut bringer <laughs> in the past, but I have recently been making an extra effort to eat better. However, with the break room just two doors down from my office, it was almost impossible for me to resist snacking when a coworker brought in treats. Or when I did manage to resist, I found myself using all my willpower to conquer the impulse to eat willpower that would have been better spent applied to any number of important yet unappealing tasks at work. 
So I announced a new policy. I said people were still welcome to bring in treats to share, but whatever they brought had to stay on their desk all day. I figured it would almost certainly stop me from mindlessly snacking if they did bring something sweet. But I also figured that most of them were bringing the food precisely because they didn't want to eat it themselves. (laughs) So while not an outright ban, the policy would greatly discourage bringing sweets at all. And I thought if someone really wanted to go through the ritual of sharing food, this would encourage them to bring a healthier option. It was the first unilateral, non-negotiable, non-debatable decision I made as a boss. It may be the only one I ever made. (laughs) I don't really know how everyone feels about it, but I don't care. It has 100% worked. No sweet since I made the announcement a month ago. Well, of course, I love this, Gretch, because the evil donut bringer is the bane of my existence. Right. No. And I think that H is exactly right, that a lot of times it is about, like, I don't want to eat it, so I'll give it to other people. Or And you've mm-hmm, talked about, yes. you know, like, oh, as a type 1 diabetic, you're, you, you, you try so hard, but if somebody brings in donuts, then your whole day is about resisting the donut. the donut. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It, is, it becomes the focus of the entire day. And that's like what H said. It's just you use all your willpower on that. Or what I find I do is I use all my willpower not to have a donut during the day, and then I go home yeah. and eat. Yeah. No, we've all had that experience where you sit through a three-hour conference and don't eat the cookies, and then you eat three cookies on the way out of the room. I mean. Yes. Yes. So I think it's great. And then, and people, it's like, if you want to have it here, have it on your desk, and then you can be the person resisting it all day. So I thought this was just a very clever solution to the evil donor. And then also, it's not an outright ban. Because I think when you say to people, you can't do this, then that ignites the spirit of resistance and makes people feel like, well, who are you to say I can't? This is like an elegant solution to a very common problem. Yes. So thank you, H. Thank you, H. Now, Elizabeth, it's time for listener answers. And this is a really important question. In episode 214, we talked about a listener who was asking for suggestions about how to help someone go through the grueling process of chemotherapy. And so many people weighed in with really great suggestions, um, mostly from their own experience of having gone through chemotherapy and what really worked for them. Yes, we got some amazing ideas. The first one was from Valerie. She said, so as someone who went through chemo in my early 30s about 15 years ago, my sessions sometimes ran seven hours long. Oh, my gosh. And so she had a few ideas about what to do. One, create your own little sensory bubble. Wear your most comfy, soft clothes. She said during chemo, she developed a deep crush on discount cashmere. (laughs) She said, bring essential oils if you like those. She recommends lavender and peppermint to help with relaxation and queasiness. Make a playlist with great music to listen to. Bring some snacks and drinks you like. You might not feel like having them, but you might. Two, bring some sort of talisman of comfort. She says, mine was a stuffed pig from the Toot and Puddle book series. Something that makes you feel soft and comforted. Three, bring a buddy but make sure they're the kind of person who doesn't take energy to be around. The narcissist can see you when you're well. (laughs) Warn them that they should bring a book, snacks, and expect to possibly just watch you sleep. Four, if you are the buddy, know that you don't have to do anything. Just be there. 
And five, she says, I did a visualization thing where I closed my eyes and imagined the chemo in the IV bags as something healing and beautiful. Mine were full of magical vines full of life-giving chlorophyll. I know someone who imagined teddy bears who came out and hugged her internally. Whatever comes to you. It's just so important that we see this as medicine that heals because so many people call it toxic, which it is, but it also heals. Oh, and then finally six, she says, avoid negativity, the news, bad news, etc. Bring pretty books, lovely magazines, etc. So those are amazing ideas. Yeah, I mean, this is somebody who really went, really, you know, really went through this. Um, those are great suggestions. And it's interesting, she talks about bringing a talisman of comfort. And Michelle had an interesting idea about a comfort object. She writes, in 2014, I went through 10 months of chemotherapy and radiation therapy. My sister gave me a small, easily held in my hand, wooden sculpture of an elephant when I started treatment. And she explains this is related to that old joke. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Mm -hmm. And she says, each cancer treatment can seem endless and the overall healing road is long. Looking at my little elephant, holding it in my hand, even bringing it to mind, helped me get through all of my treatments, knowing that each small step brought me closer to full health. It became a powerful talisman to me. That's great. I love that image of the elephant. Yeah. And then, Gretchen, we have a voicemail from Amy who has a suggestion. Hello, this is Amy calling from Mequon, Wisconsin, in regards to ideas for patients going through chemotherapy. My book club friends gave me the gift of a metal tree with tiny notes that were in sealed envelopes hanging from colorful ribbons on its branches. Each day, I would open up one of the notes as inspiration for my treatment. It was almost like having an advent calendar of healing. I felt that my friends were always with me as I carried their good wishes with me to my treatments. All in good health. That's a really lovely idea. Um, it kind of reminds me of the blues bag in that it's like something mm. small and you open it as you need it. And it just shows it's a, a physical manifestation of everyone's affection and concern for you. And that's very comforting. Yeah. And it's nice as the friends to be able to offer that because I think people feel powerless and they yes. want to do something. Yes. Know? Yes. And then it makes a, sort of this memento thing too, like a very, yeah. So that's a really terrific idea. Eileen writes, there are several things that really helped me during my chemo treatment. I had breast cancer and those chemo treatment weeks seemed interminable. First, my husband attended every treatment with me. We sat quietly, talked, listened to some music. It was just his presence that was so comforting. I listened to Happier with Gretchen Rubin. So, Elizabeth, this is so nice to think some, that our help. Yeah. She said, I saved them for those times when I was in the chair. Happier in Hollywood hadn't come out yet. This <laughs> helped me immensely. I'm so grateful to Gretchen and Liz for this podcast. Well, thank you. That's so lovely to hear. Yeah. Three, my daughter, unbeknownst to me, texted all of our family members, my husband, son, three brothers, all of my nieces and nephews, each time I was having a chemo session. They sent soothing comments, told me they were thinking of me. Soon a group text was formed. Elizabeth, we were just talking about, you just gave a gold start the idea of yes. text. And one time my son thought to send a knock-knock joke. More knock-knock jokes and corny comments ensued. My husband and I sat laughing. Others in the area came over to see what was so funny. This is easy to do, and I know my family members felt good about it, and I felt loved. Also, it always helped me to know this about others. I survived those darn treatments, and I am doing great. My treatment concluded in 2017, and I really feel like I never had cancer. So it's very comforting to think of getting onto the other side of it. 
Yeah. I love the idea of sending knock-knock jokes. I mean, that is the yes. kind of thing where it's like, it's so silly and it's so simple, yeah. but it really could be the kind of thing that would be helpful for the person getting it and also for the person who's trying to do something to help. Yes. Now, Gretchen Laurie says, many years ago, the principal of the school where I was a librarian was taking chemotherapy for lung cancer. We did a lot of things to support her. I asked the teachers and other staff members to write a note, prayer, or any uplifting words and send them to me. I put these into a notebook for her to look at during her chemo sessions. I think reaching out to the patient's community is a great way to gather a range of inspiration. Each person had a different approach. We also put a tiny dot on our watches and clocks on the 10. So when the minute hand pointed to the dot, we knew to stop and pray for or think about her for a minute. This helped us as a community feel like we were working together. And our principal also knew that she was being prayed for each hour of the school day sending strength and patience to all undergoing cancer treatment. Wow, what a lovely idea, Gretchen. What a lovely And I love this idea of everybody kind of marking their clocks because it is like you want to send like those good thoughts. And this is a reminder. And I'm sure to the principal, it was very lovely to think that people were really committing in this very kind of systematic, frequent way um, to really, you know, sending her their best wishes for her good health. So that's a really great idea. Yeah. Now, this seems like a great strategy when you can't be with somebody physically, you know, because I'm sure for a lot of people, that's frustrating. It's like, I want to be with you in person. I want to be sitting in the chair next to you, but I can't. And so here's a way to kind of forge a connection um, over long distance. Yeah, I love that. Krista writes, when I was going through treatment, a dear friend made me a t-shirt through bonfirefunds.com, which said, no one fights alone and hashtag team Krista. The shirts were then offered to my family and friends for purchase, where the proceeds went to MD Anderson, but whoever sets this up can decide what happens to the profits. My family and friends bought the shirts, took pictures when they wore the shirts, and sent me the pictures throughout my treatment marathon. It was so amazing to have random bursts of support this way. Another idea is to have your listener, Erin, collect all the pictures for the book she wants to make. Now, listen, mm-hmm. I actually looked this up, bonfire.com. And if you go to bonfire.com slash fundraising, this is the site that Chris is mentioning. It's a site where you can raise money online with custom shirts and hoodies. You don't mm-hmm. have to have any inventory. You design a shirt and people buy them. And then the profits go wherever you direct them. So you you could have it go to a hospital or, or wherever you wanted it to go. But it's a way for people to like get these kind of you know supportive t-shirts. And it seems like a fairly easy way. Yeah, Gretchen. And I think everybody, I mean, wearing a t-shirt for someone, I think is a great way of showing support. Yeah. Anne Lynn wrote, I was a terribly depressed cancer patient, but I would like to share one idea that my therapist gave me that was helpful during chemo. Each night before I went to bed, I would think about three things that happened that day that brought me some joy. I would write them on sticky notes and put them next to my bed so that I could read them when I woke up the next day. My therapist was encouraging me to focus on what I did have rather than what I did not have. I am cancer-free and thriving now. Well, that's a great way to like really have a practice that gets you to focus on what's good. Yes, that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, and I remember someone else wrote that they watched the Harry Potter movies, uh, one movie per treatment. So uh, I know you would appreciate that yes. because you're such a Harry Potter fan. Yes, yes, yes. I would definitely do that. 
You know, it's it's always interesting to me to note that, you know, sometimes we can minister to the mind through the body, and sometimes we can minister to the body through the mind. Mm. And so with something like chemo, it's we're thinking, like, how do we do that? Like, how, what are all the different things with the body and the mind, whether it's cashmere socks or, um, right. you know, sticky notes reminding you of all the things that bring you happiness, you know, bring as much as that we can to bear during a challenging time. So I think these are great suggestions that cover a whole yes. range of approaches. Yes. Thank you to our listeners for such thoughtful responses. Yes. And so detailed. Like these are things people can actually put into practice. Yeah. You get the feeling that this is stuff that people have learned the hard way for sure. Yeah. Coming up, I've given myself a spring break demerit, but first this break. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm -hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Elizabeth, it's time for demerits and gold stars, and this week it's your turn for a demerit. And Elizabeth, I have to say, I think that now you and I are definitely starting to hit the repeats. It's like yes. we fixed what we can fix, and some things are not as easy to fix, and we're just getting multiple demerits. So what is your demerit yes. this week? <laughs> um, my demerit, which I think I've done before, and if not, I've had a very similar demerit, is that I did not plan spring break. Yes. So Jack has two weeks off for spring break. I wasn't sort of working an, you know, a job where I had to be in the office every day and neither was Adam. So we could have taken a big trip. We could have literally done anything. And I planned nothing. Now, in your in your family, are you the person who's like the designated 
vacation planner? Like in our family, Jamie is the person who's the vacation planner. I don't think either of us is the designated vacation mm. planner, which is part mm. of the problem. Right. Um, I think neither of us wants to be. I mean, if one of us is, I guess it's me, but it's not as if I relish that role. So some I think, people do. Some people yeah. love like going online and thinking about options and like they get tremendous pleasure out of that, but not for you. I do not. Yeah. Part of it is in my defense. You know, our jobs are so uncertain yeah. and we never know exactly what's going to happen. And so it feels really hard to plan like, oh, we could plan this whole thing and then it could come to nothing. Or we feel like, well, we don't know how much money we're going to have because we don't know exactly what the future holds. So I don't know if we want to spend money on a big trip. Right. But what happens is, say we don't spend the money, but then even more precious, it may turn out than that money is the free time. Right. Because what we really never get is time when we're all three free right. at the same time. Right. So really, I should have just taken advantage of that and leapt into the future, Yeah. you know, with just sort of assuring myself it'll all work out. But I didn't. Partly... For a variety of reasons, none of which are really good reasons or more excuses. Uncertainty is so hard because you think, oh, I'll just make a plan and then I'll have to cancel it or then I'll just have to, you know, like move it, move it, move it. Or it just, it is or hard. regret having spent the money. Yeah. So, yeah, it's tough. But I need to just say next time the three of us have time off together, we're going to go on a trip because otherwise we may never go anywhere. Right. Because that insert. Yeah. Because you just the nature of your work is that yes. your schedule's uncertain. You're, you're like, are you going to be working at all is uncertain. And so yes. it's yeah, sort of cooked into yeah. it. Yeah. We did end up going to Palm Springs for three days, sort of spur of the moment. And we had a wonderful time. So that was great. But I would have liked to go somewhere for longer that was farther away. Right, right, right. More of a destination. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, we struggle and we we evolve, potentially evolve over time. So, Gretch, bring us up. What's your gold star? So, journalist Laura Halson told me about this website, Open Culture, and it is a fantastic resource to know about. Its tagline is, the best free cultural and educational media on the web. And there is so much there. There's online courses, there's lectures, there's movies, there's audiobooks. Um, so, if you just go to openculture.com and just cruise around, you will find lots and lots of stuff, all for free. And it's just a great thing to know about because... It's amazing. Yeah. What you can get now is extraordinary. I feel like it's almost hard to stay abreast of it. So I was so glad that she told me about it because I had so much fun just sort of poking around and opening various bits and bobs to see what mm -hmm. was there because there was just like this huge cultural panoply of things to explore openculture.com. We will check that out. Yes. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Invest in your identities. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed. Also, thanks to our engineer, Bob Tabador, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. If you like this show, please do be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting app. 
the resources for this week. If you are looking for ideas about what to read, at the end of every month, I write a blog post with a list of every book I read that month at GretchenRubin.com slash blog. Um, or if you sign up for my book recommendations newsletter, you'll receive a post in your email inbox. And if you are thinking ahead to Mother's Day gifts, I have to say most of my books make great <laughs> gifts for the mother in your life, especially the Happiness Project One Sentence Journal for Mothers is sort of perfect for Mother's Day. So you can go to GretchenRubin.com books or get them wherever you buy your books. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us Onward and Upward. Alyssa, speaking of scheduling, like there's nothing that I dislike more than buying airplane tickets because I feel like whatever I pick, I know it's going to be the wrong choice. And I just, yes, it's so it's stressful. Like, I know. It is horrible. And I always end up spending more because I put it off. Yeah. It's this vicious cycle. But I think this uncertainty thing, a lot of it is just like right down to like, what flight should I take? Ugh. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to lock in. It is. From the Onward Project.